Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Honest to me, Hal Martin, by the way, has signalled support for decriminalisation of drugs, saying he backs calls from his own TDs for a health-led approach. Two feet of all TDs, including the chair of the Oireachtas Justice Committee, said the war on drugs is not working and there must be uh, legislation of drugs in this country. Recreational drug users could be able to access, according to the Irish Examiner, their substance of choice in an off-licence. And they put quotations in that, of course, because that's what's been said, style outlet. In a bit to control the makeup uh, of the drugs and limit the ability of drug gangs to make vast fortunes from their illegal trades. Now, the Oireachtas Justice Committee Chairman James Lawless uh, and North, uh, Dublin North West TD Paul McAuliffe said they are recommending is, is that the country, a country will accelerate their process of decriminalisation that is already in place. They are calling on the government to appoint a chairperson to a proposed citizens' assembly on the issue of drugs as a matter of urgency. But the Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, Michal Martin, has promised that such a group will be established this year with indications that it could be set up even before the summer. Isn't it amazing that they could put this together so quickly and yet you have people calling for redress for mother and baby homes, you have people calling for all sorts of things in this country and it takes years to do it. And yet when it comes to the decriminalisation of drugs, according to both the Taoiseach and Leo Varadkar, they've promised that the group could be established this year with indications it could be set up before the summer. Anyway, that shocks me. We haven't got our priorities right in this country. A spokesperson for me, Al Martin, told the Irish Examiner that the Tonish supports a health-led approach to drug addiction and support com- supports commitments in the programme for government to convene a citizens' assembly on drug use, as well as examining approaches to identifying at-risk vulnerable groups to interrupt their potential trajectory into the problem drug into problem drugs or alcohol misuse. Now, the argument used all the time, by the way, is that this worked in Portugal. But did it really? And I looked up all the research and all the conversations and all the debates in relation to what happened in Portugal back in 2000 when they decriminalised drugs. It's still illegal, by the way, to use drugs in Portugal, kind of point out, but it's decriminalised. Rather than being arrested, those caught with personal supply might be given a warning, a small fine, or told to appear before a local commission, doctor, lawyer, or a social worker about treatment, harm reduction, and support services that might be available to them. Some suggest that overdoses, um, prison use of drugs, has decreased but relatively a small percentage decrease. Um, also claims are made that there are less arrests in relation to drug crimes. But I suppose that is true to some degree, but the reason that is is because they're decriminalised. Those caught with a person's might only be given a warning, as I said, or a small fine. And realistically, Portugal decreased, uh, or should I say, the the decrease in drugs has been extremely small. In fact, some have suggested in the first 10 years, data, although confusing, shows evidence between 2000 and 2010, in fact, that there was a massive increase in drugs. Some reporting, in a course of a lifetime, personal drug use went up by 40 to 50% in that one decade. So this idea that, oh, isn't it great in Portugal? Uh, Not really. In some sectors, yes, there was a a benefit, but in others, there wasn't. And the money that was used to catch people taking drugs was now put into drug rehabilitation instead, which you could argue is a good or a bad thing. Depends on how you feel about it. But would you agree to decriminalising drugs for personal and recreational use? Now, when we say decriminalising, it always confuses people. They say, is it the same as legalisation? It technically is. 
It just means you're not legally allowed to sell them, but you're legally allowed to buy them for your personal use. It's decriminalisation. The number is 087-188-0008. Would you agree to decriminalisation of all drugs, not just cannabis, by the way? We're talking about cocaine, we're talking about heroin, we're talking about class A drugs. Would you agree to decriminalising them? There seems to be certainly motivation in the government to do it. Let me go to Anthony. Anthony, you're at Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Anthony? Not too bad, Niall. How are you? Jesus, they're pushing on ahead with this. There's so many other problems in this country that we should be dealing with, mm-hmm. and this seems to be the one we seem to be focusing on quite a lot. I know. If I didn't know that I was living in Ireland, I think I was in a very bad carry-on movie or something, <laughs> because it's just farcical at this stage. It, it really is their priority. Yeah. I just don't know. And we all know decriminalisation will lead to a year or two down the line, knowing this banana republic, it'll lead to, oh, it should be legalised. Well, it's, it's kind, of, you it's kind of the same thing, box, isn't it? Yes. And once you open Pandora's box, it's open. And that's it. And it won't be closed okay. again. And that's what's going to happen as far as I'm concerned. Well, what, I know well, what so what do you, what do you like. say to people who will argue the war on drugs has been lost, prohibition doesn't work, uh, Portugal are doing great. What do you reckon to those, or some states in America that have legalised cannabis, for example, for recreational purposes, which is, I think is a different argument. But they'll say, you know, it's mm-hmm. worked there. It's worked, you know, you know, prohibition doesn't work. The war on drugs is lost. All those arguments. Do you buy them? No, I don't. And another thing I'd like to bring up as well, for the same country, for the same government and for the same country that we're living in, they wanted tobacco-free Ireland by the next couple of years, two or three years, and totally stamp out tobacco. It's the most evil thing in the world. But legalise heavier drugs, then that's (laughs) fine. But God forbid that you'd smoke a cigarette. <laughs> and they're even trying to clamp. If they have their way, they'll clamp down on vaping now as well. Well, they, well that's already in the, the pipeline. Do you them. not think that's not a bit of hypocrisy? Well, it is because we're essentially, essentially legalising another drug. Yeah, hmm. a tobacco-free Ireland, but it's okay to get off your head on drugs. Okay, that let me go to. Well, well, stay there, Anthony. Let me go to John. John, you're in Ireland's Classic It's Radio. How are you doing, John? Hello, hello. John, I mean, is this even? Is there any part of this a good idea? Um, I, I don't know. There's two sides to that argument, isn't there? Because there's an awful lot of crime attached to uh, drugs, and if if they legalised it, it might cut out some of that crime. Would it really? Because we have legalised cigarettes, but yet we still have gangs that are importing cigarettes. But, so, but it would have to be very well regulated. And uh, maybe, uh, as the previous caller said, it's it's the government. Uh, it's it's a red herring. There's there's so much going on there now. Talk about uh, Pascal Dunahill and all that stuff. And so you believe it's just a distraction? It might be a distraction. It could be. Mm. Yeah. But, it's Hall uh, Martin trying to be populist because he knows yeah. that the party is going down the toilet along with Fianna Gael. I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised at Michal Martin. I didn't actually think that Michal Martin would support this. I, I'm quite surprised. But then again, yeah, he the man a... that brought in the smoking ban. <laughs> well, I'm surprised. <laughs> when that's you right. Think about it. Yes, that's right. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't want us to smoke and work, but it's okay. It's right, okay to snort a line of cocaine. <laughs> 
I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, but 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 I mean, there is arguments for it, John. And you you pointed out one of them. Okay, taking it away from the gangs, there is other arguments to suggest the gangs will just move on to something else, or they'll bring in cheap stuff illegally anyway, and they'll still manage to make their money. Um, it, prohibition when you ban something, it you know makes it more popular almost. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, people say that uh, smoking uh, hash or cannabis, cannabis, whatever they call it, is harmless. Uh, oh, I'll tell you where I work, but there was a few people smoking. And when they when they went off it, it, it was they were much worse than the people who are drinking uh, alcohol. Yes. Oh, uh, it really affected our mood. They they couldn't they couldn't face reality. Well, you do get psychologically addicted to it. You may not be physically addicted. Let me go to Peter as well. Peter, you're in Ireland's classic. It's radio. How you doing, Peter? How's it going, Niall? How you doing, Peter? I mean, they're really motoring ahead with this. The Tonish and the Taoiseach have said before the end of the well, before summer, they hope to have a citizens' assembly together in relation to this. Yeah, well, I hope to get someone in the citizens' assembly to tell them that. They're just sticking a plaster over it again and kicking it down the road because, as you've said about this Portuguese thing, like you need the money needs to go into rehab. There's no place you can go in here and say, I have a problem with drugs, I want to give them up today, can you take me in? No, yeah. there's not one place in this country where you can go, go into a place, get off drugs and try and change your life. So why can't right. they invest money in, in a rehab instead of investing money in wherever else this is all to try and make money because they know if they do this, they can put certain taxes on different things and they can make money out of it. But still... Well, well, I mean, if they, if they were thinking long term, they're really not going to yeah. make money out of it because realistically, when you decriminalise or legalise something, contrary to what a lot of people believe, the sky sometimes does fall in and more people do take drugs. So with more people taking drugs, um, what you're going to end up is in a situation more people needing health care for those drugs. So exactly. in, the big scheme, in the big scheme of things, you don't actually really make any money. Yeah, well, what about all the crime that's going to be committed now that the more drug use is in? What about the families that are going to be ripped apart by these high-class drugs? What about the businessman that'll probably blow his business on cocaine? And what about all these things and all the hoard and pain that's being caused in this country right now as we speak? In all of our cities, people lying on streets begging, people trying to get into hostels at night. Like, it's, it's a horrible, horrible life. And there's no way you can go to anywhere in this country and say, help me. I mean, you you were that soldier looking for help at one stage. Yeah. I, and, 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 and when you walk into these places, as you explained before, you've got to be clean for... How long do you have to be clean for before they leave and talk to you? Um, there's six weeks, one place you have to give to be clean to go into. Um, there's another place um, you have to drive down to Sister Concilio's in, in um, a toy. You have to have a euro in one drug in your in your euro in before they'll take you in. So let's say and let's say to... that I'm strung out on heroin or I'm addicted yeah. to cocaine. Where can I go if I'm still addicted and I'm still strung out and I'm still taking it every day for someone to help me to encourage me to get off it for that six weeks? Where where can Nowhere. I go? They send you to NA, AA, CA, all the A's you want, and they link you in with people and places that will try and keep you like methadone. Just stabilizes it. Just puts another plaster on the problem. Doesn't deal with the pain and the hurt of the family. Doesn't deal with nothing else. All it does is plaster over the problem 
that a person has an addiction and they need help to change their lives. And do you think if we decriminalise, stroke legalise drugs for personal use or recreational purposes, do you think more people will take it? I, I, don't, I can't answer that question. Um, we're regarding young people, they're probably saying, ah, well, this is legal, I might try this. You know, people are going to do what they're going to do anyway. But I'm just regarding the, the more serious heroin, cocaine. And don't forget, there's never a heroin addict that didn't start with a joint either. Um, so you can you can go through all these things. But my, my thing is always, there needs to be a, a, a state-run facility where if somebody rings a phone and says, please, I need help, I want to give up this drug, can you help me? That they're brought straight in like you would a hospital and they're given the help that they need to change their lives. Stay. Not only their lives, okay. but their families and other people around them. Robbie, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Stay there, Peter. Robbie. How you doing? Well, I agree a lot with that last saying there, Peter, because, I mean, the thing is that will more people take drugs? I don't know. I agree with him there. I don't know. But I think people will be a bit more flippant about it, you know? I'm sure if I get caught with a small, small piece of... Nothing's going to happen, right? Well, yeah. Nothing's you know, nothing's going to I do believe for young people, you know, when I say college students, which are the, the most affected by this, I do believe that the, the fear of being caught and having that on your record and not being able to go to America, whatever it is, I think that does keep some people away from drugs. Uh, maybe it does. Maybe it does. I don't know. But, I, like, the, the decriminalisation of it as well, like, is, I think it was you that says that... Um, it takes it away from the drug gangs. Well, it doesn't, you know. That's, no, and that's, I, I don't believe it does either. That's somebody else suggested. Yeah, somebody, whoever suggested it, I think that's an absolute... Oh, they, they'll still bring in the crappy stuff and sell it anyway. Oh, no, they'll bring it in altogether because if all the, all the government doing is decriminalisation. Like, they're not going to become the supplier of it. Well, well, they, I mean? well they are but suggesting, uh, I'm just telling you what the TDs and Fianna Fáil are suggesting, that the substances of choice could be available in an off-licence style outlet. Yeah, I just imagine imagine the government of Ireland importing cocaine from Colombia. You know, <laughs> you, you know. What do you think about it? Them. I know, but when you think about it, like you know, it's just like you you, you think class A drugs. I mean, yes, um, hash and stuff like that. You mm. know, yeah. you could probably see that happening in the vending machine or something. But cocaine and heroin and that, like, I mean, Jesus Christ, like, come on, think about it. So I think that the, the drug gangs are still going to be there. It's not like the decriminalisation is going to stop the importation of uh, millions. And let's be honest here, it is millions and millions. Millions, yeah. Mm. Yeah, of euros into Ireland. Look, I've written a book about it, for God's sake. You know, and when you when you look at it in the in the long term, it, it's not something that just goes away overnight. Decriminalisation is all well and good, but all you're saying is, yeah, look, um, just have your drug, but, you know, just... Keep it to yourself. Know, Keep it to yourself. But the thing is, I think it's going to be quite the opposite because I think people will be a bit more open about it. Yeah. You know, and it's it's an interesting one, you know, because you go to Amsterdam and you can smell the hash on the streets when you're walking around. I hate to have that here. But, it, but isn't it funny that the government are talking, this is in the Irish Examiner today about Michal Martin and what he said, that he signals his support for decriminalisation of drugs. Isn't it funny that we have a whole government backing this? And yet, every time I do this topic, 90% of people are against it. So are they actually listening to people at all? Asher and Oil, the government listening to people, listen to yourself, will you? I mean, the government listens to us at all on anything, you know? It, it, well, well that, that is their job, otherwise they're behaving recklessly. 
because yeah. because that is their job. That's why we elect I, them, isn't I, it? I don't think I don't think in general if you put it to a referendum, say I I genuinely don't think the Irish people would say yes to decriminalisation. That's just. Do you do you think, Peter, if it was a, if there was a referendum, which they wouldn't need a referendum for this, but if there was a referendum tomorrow that, and it was to decriminalise drugs for personal use and recreational purposes, do you believe that people would would vote yes, Peter? No, I think people need to sit down and talk it out. What's more beneficial for this country? To legalise drugs or to build purpose facilities to get people off of drugs? Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. All right, keep texting. If you want to get involved in the conversation, 087-188-0008. You can WhatsApp or text. If you want to give us a call directly, you can. 0818-942-105. Peter, I'll be with, back with you in a second. And Aaron, I'll be with you in a second too. Let me just go to Martin first because he's waiting a while. Martin, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Hi, now, how are you? Good. Martin, um, would you agree with what the Tanish uh, is saying, that he is signaled support for decriminalisation of drugs? After all, look at the gangs that are out there making fortunes out of it. Will that be decreased? It'll make things better. It takes the taboo away from the whole thing. Uh, do you, uh, no, maybe, I, uh, maybe we could put more money into rehab. Uh, and I, I really don't buy into this at all. I mean, there's been this business of putting more money into rehab. I mean, they can't even deal with normal mental health issues, let alone anything else, but... I mean, it's another optics and spin situation. I mean, we have three defaults when something's going wrong in the country, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, people in the government uh, being corrupt or whether it's health service going, you know, um, tanking or whatever. But they, they either bring out the North or they bring out drugs or they bring out the far right when things are not sort of going right for the population. Mm. You know, the time so let's distract people, people to the news, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's optics and spin as usual. You know, and, and like you said, I'm still laughing from what you said earlier, and that was, you know, Michael Martin, the man who banned smoking for the health of the nation, you know, started, started talking about... Well, when, he, when, when he didn't ban smoking, he banned it in workplaces, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. were the first but, country, in fairness, in Europe to do that. I, I know, and I was one of the ones that gave up smoking on the back of, uh, uh, yeah. of that kind of period, you know, and it, it, I've been stopped 30-odd years now, so, yeah. you know, I'm pleased with it, but... You know, I, I can't sort of sanction this business with the drugs because, you know, f- f- first off, people, you know, who, who've got uh, um, dependency issues, you know, whether they're in psychiatric units and they're bored and what have you, they go out and have a few tins and, and also take recreational drugs. You know, they're mixing it with prescription drugs. And I bet you most of the people that, that have got a problem have got also got, you know, psychiatric issues as well. Or well, well, it is possible that there is social issues, but 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 drugs bring social issues too. But but actually, do me a favour because stay there, and I want to keep Peter there as well because I want to go to Aaron, who's also in recovery for the last three years. Aaron, you're an Ireland's classic. It's radio. How are you doing, Aaron? Well, Niall, how are you getting on? Good, Aaron. Now, I I don't know whether this is a good idea for society in general. I understand the, the war against drugs is difficult. There's no doubt about that. And, and we still manage to get drugs in society. Cocaine is rampant at the moment. But I mean, to, to give it a, you know, a free pass, is that the right answer? Um, I don't know if a free pass is the right answer, but like when, when I haven't fully looked into this decriminalisation with Michal Martin and all, but I, I do know about Portugal's decriminalisation. And since that happened, something like injecting drug use went down 50%. Drug-related deaths went down, um, overdoses went down, 
the amount of illegal uh, drug seizures went down. Well, I mentioned that at the start that overdoses and drug deaths went down, but only slightly. In the first 10 years, according to the data, although the data is confusing coming out of Portugal, and the drug, reason by the way drug arrests went down is because less people were being arrested for possession of drugs because the police were starting to turn a blind eye to it because there was no point in doing anything about it because it was decriminalised. But in relation to what you're talking about, I'm looking here now at the data. I did have a piece here. Yeah, the first 10 years, uh, the evidence showed this between 2000 and 2010. In fact, there had been a massive increase um, in drug use, in personal drug use over the course of a lifetime. It went up by 40 to 50 percent in a decade. Mm. That was it. Now, that was drug use over a lifetime. Right. So in other words, more people were taking drugs or who had taken drugs went back on them again or whatever it happened to be. 40 to 50 percent increase over a decade. I mean, that's, yeah, that's I not a good thing, is it? No, that's, that's certainly not a good thing. But what has the increase in Ireland been over the last decade? Because I do know that the likes of cocaine, heroin, mm-hmm. and the kind of heavier class A drugs have become more rampant in this country and maybe arrived in this country in the last 10 years. And we're still a developing um, nation. <laughs> you know, yeah, but we're like a lot of countries are still developing nations. You know, Portugal was still a de- developing nation. Portugal had a huge problem with drugs at one stage mm-hmm. I mean and don't get me wrong they still do but they had a huge problem with drugs uh, but Peter you're, you're listening to what Aaron is saying and, and he's in recovery for the last three years that you know looking at the Portuguese model we could learn something from that or learn something from some states in America maybe but that's in relation to cannabis more so than anything else I suppose in America um, can we learn something from Portugal Peter? Well, I think one of the places we can learn from is America, where if you're caught with a, even a track mark in your arm, you're, you're put into prison for three months, and at least you're, you're getting three months of, of being off drugs, but no, when you come yeah. out then, there's nothing for you, you know what I mean? I, I just can't see all this um, legalising this and decriminalising that. It's just kicking the thing down the road. There's people out there now that are waking up, like I went by the courts the other day, and there's a sleeping bag there, and people on the streets... There's families torn apart by these drugs. There's mothers who are losing their children daily to drugs through overdoses. Like, you go to a funeral of, of a young person after overdosing on, on heroin or crack cocaine or anything else, and you tell me after going to that funeral that you want to decriminalise these drugs that lead to other drugs, it's an absolute disgrace. OK, well, we'll, we'll, let Aaron respond, we'll let Aaron respond to that, Aaron. So go ahead, respond to that if you want. Yeah, so well, the way that I'm looking at it is like, it'll be easier to police in the sense of people caught with possession of drugs or, or something like that. I know that I, I think that in Portugal... Years. So what drugs were you taking? Uh, so it's nearly three years. It'll be tw- three years on the 29th of June there. Good man. Um, so what drugs was I taking? I started off in alcohol when I was very young, uh, led to weed, cannabis, um, and everything in between. And eventually I led, it led to um, crystal meth and heroin use. Okay, okay. Well, I'm assuming if we go down a decriminalisation route, we still won't be getting crystal meth or any of those combinations of drugs that that would be available on the street markets. So that still wouldn't be available. I mean, look, but the does, damage does, that's done in America. Does decriminalisation mean that it will be available to buy? I don't think that that's what well, it means. Well, well I'm, I'm looking to hear that two, two, two Finifalti DS and the chair of the Rockstar Justice Committee said the war on drugs is not working and there must be legislation in this country. And they said recreational drug users could be able to access their substance of choice. And I'm quoting here, in an off-license style outlet. Okay. I mean, to, to me, that sounds more like legalisation than decriminalisation. But anyway, uh, but I want to go to, if I can, Patrick as well, because Patrick wants to talk about the Swiss model, which is the, what they call the four pillars policy. Uh, Patrick, good afternoon to you. Hey, Leona. Uh, now, you believe 
it worked. Now, again, like Portugal, there's mixed reactions and mixed opinions on whether it did work in Switzerland when it was introduced as well. Well, 25 years ago, I think, now at this stage. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think the chap on before there um, was saying that Interina's drug use had uh, reduced by 50%. That might be a stat for Switzerland. I think that's the case for Switzerland. Um, like I come from an angle where I've had family members on drugs, and I'd rather today weren't in the hands of criminals stealing them. If someone were to say, say, you know, heroin or whatever, 50% of that from, from criminals and contaminants, and it destroys their veins, destroys their vital organs, mm-hmm. I'd rather my relatives were in the hands of, of a medical professional who gave them diamorphine and medically pure, exactly what Switzerland do. You know, and I think we have to, there should be somewhere straight away, like Peter said, that people can go for treatment straight away. People well, I, I wouldn't drugs. disagree with that. There should be, absolutely. Yeah, but p- people are on drugs. Usually, if you have a, a childhood with any form of abuse, you're four times more likely to be addicted to drugs when you're older. So they're usually the people who have had the worst lives, the worst childhoods, God bless them. And they deserve love and support and be treated as if they had a medical problem, not a criminal problem. So go to Swiss model. Um you know, I don't know if I want to see a, a, an oil in Tesco with, a, you know, heroin or whatever, but exactly... You well, know, okay, the Swiss model is called... Yeah, they call it the Four Pillars Policy, which is prevention, therapy, harm reduction and repression of law enforcement. In other words, to reduce the amount of criminalisation of the drug itself. But Peter's argument is, and, and mine to some degree too, because I don't know whether you have children or not, Patrick, is that, you know, I've always thought my kids, who are all in their 20s now, but when they were younger, drugs are bad, drugs are bad, drugs are bad, drugs are bad, right? Yep. And they're not legal, so you shouldn't be doing it. You could go to jail and you could also kill yourself. And and But when you come along, when the government gives a green light to something, do you not think by its very nature that's going to increase the amount of people who are going to chance it and take it? Uh, well, I don't know. So what you were saying about Portugal there, I did a quick look up and they have the fifth small in 2020, the percentage of people using any form of illegal drug last year. They have the fifth lowest in the EU. So well, decriminalisation hasn't seen a huge explosion in drug well, use. I, well, I, I'm looking at data the here lowest. and they do admit that the data is confusing, right? And the evidence is confusing. But they said in the first 10 years between 2000 and 2010, in the first decade of the new uh, legislation, they said there was an increase of 40 or 50 percent in people who use drugs over the course of a lifetime. So, you know, we, we could pull little figures out yeah. to prove both our points, if you know what I mean. Possibly. Well, I mean, what I, what, the, the data for the here now is that when in the last year, they have the fifth lowest of people when in the last year have used who've used illegal drugs. So that that doesn't back it up. I, I don't. The, the problem with the drug war started in the States when they actually they criminalised the, the substance. Cocaine, you know, uh, heroin and, you know, other things like hallucinogenics were, were all made illegal, all, be, all were put in the hands of okay. drug drug dealers. Like, you you look at alcohol in America, Al Capone became Al Capone where everybody knew yeah, because I, I, alcohol I prohibition. Yeah, but I don't, I don't buy the thing that, you know, this line, prohibition doesn't work. Yes, prohibition sometimes doesn't work. I mean, we've prohibition against loads of things. We've prohibition against murder. We've prohibition against speeding. And some people will always take a chance and do it. That doesn't mean it's going to stop. But prohibition certainly deters people sometimes from doing something they shouldn't. Uh, I don't know. Well, okay, but Peter, just very quickly, in relation to what Patrick said, works in Switzerland, it's a better approach. You know, he'd rather, you know, have his loved ones who are strung out on drugs getting a health-based approach rather than be dealing with criminals. Well, where are they getting the money for it? Like, are they giving it out free? Or do these people still have to... Switzerland, money? Switzerland used the money, instead of prosecuting people for drug use, they used the money for treatment. They spend less Swiss francs per head on no, treatment. Than on drugs. Are, they given, are they given free drugs? Absolutely. It's a prescription. You're prescribed it like your it's like your medicine. You're given free diamorphine in a health in a in a health based centre. 
with health-based uh, mm-hmm. professionals, and there's been there's been no drug overdoses in these facilities. They're given okay. clean diet morphine, and they're never reduced in 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 amount that they're given until they actually want to go down. Okay, listen, lads, I have to wrap it up, and somebody just texted in, so I had a bad flu over Christmas, and I went to the shop, and I couldn't even get two packets of paracetamol, and now druggies who are breaking into homes and robbing people for uh, drugs out on the streets uh, would be able to go in and buy drugs over the counter. I, I understand the point you're making. I understand the point you're making. Anyway, Patrick doesn't agree, but Aaron doesn't agree, and Peter thinks we should leave it the way it is, or certainly we should take it more seriously when it comes to the law. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio, the multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hit.